My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Ladies and gentlemen, your friend Farmer Gray has hit upon a million-dollar business idea. That's right, I've seen a need and I'm ready to fill it. Yes, sirree. I am going to start, get this, a marksmanship school for movie villains. Uh-huh, because I've noticed in motion pictures that no matter how close the bad guys get to their target, they never, ever seem to hit it. Be it with a pistol, a rifle, a machine gun, or a rocket, they just miss every time. So I guess they'll pay a hefty sum to learn how to actually shoot what they're aiming at, and yours truly will reap the financial rewards. Such was the thought going through my head upon watching the latest example of this phenomenon, F9 The Fast Saga, the ninth entry in the wildly successful Fast and Furious franchise. And you know what I'm going to do? Tell me you're not thinking what I think you're thinking. That's right, I'm going to review it, and all for your edification. As you know, it's about guys and gals who drive really, really fast in the course of their duties. Those at first being robbery, and then as the series progressed, superheroics to save the world. And all while espousing the values of family. This time, they're trying to stop baddies from stealing some goo that can take over all weapon systems across the planet. Those evildoers would be Otto, a wealthy dictator's wealthy son, and Jacob, a rogue secret agent, what turns out to be the estranged brother of Dominic Toretto, the lead character in Lo, These Many Films. While dealing with the contemporary, however, the story also takes us back to 1989, when race car driver Jack Toretto, Dom and Jacob's father, dies in an accident on the track. It's kind of like The Godfather Part 2, where the flashbacks to the young Don Corleone are interspersed with the rest of the story. Although, truth be told, that is pretty much where the comparisons end. But hand it to the casting director or whoever for finding two actors who sort of, kind of, almost from a certain angle in the right light bear a very slight resemblance to Vin Diesel and John Cena, who play the adult Dom and Jacob. Now, I have to state my admiration for this picture because, in addition to these boyhood revelations, it teaches us a lot of important facts. Facts that I, for one, didn't know. For example, I was unaware that people with no discernible means of support can go anywhere in the world at a moment's notice. Turns out, all they have to do is say, I'm ready if you are. And they can be in London, Edinburgh, Tokyo, or the Eastern European nation of Georgia, and all in about five minutes. I mean, in this picture, you never see Tyrese Gibson sleeping on the ter floor of Terminal 52 because his flight was delayed 10 hours. Also, we learned that if you get thrown about a gazillion feet in the air, as long as someone positions a car under you and your body slams down on the hood like a rag doll, you're okay. Why, I guess it's like landing on a feather bed, or so the filmmakers would have us believe, and I have no reason to doubt them. As for the meat of the matter, the action, well, hold on a second. But before I get to that, allow me to relate a high-speed, fast and furious tale of my own. Oh, hell no. That's heck no, and yes I shall, Mr. Man. Now, it took place during my salad days, 1969, my 18th year of life. To my delight, I had just received my draft notice, and you've no idea how much this country boy looked forward to crossing the ocean and showing those Viet Cong a little red, white, and blue comeuppance. 
But if I was going to be fighting overseas for the honor of our flag, I was first going to battle right here for the honor of my hometown, Truvo, Mississippi. Because that old braggart, Cotswold Dupree, over there in Zara County, he said he had the fastest pickup in the Tri-County area. And that I could not countenance. Not when there was a Chevy C10 with a supercharged V8 over at Wright's Right Friendly Service Station. That truck sitting in the garage, it was, it was like a caged animal, just ready to leap out and take on all comers. There was no doubt in my mind it could easily outpace the Dodge D200 that Cotswold was driving, slant six and all. So me and some of the other boys who were going overseas, we challenged that varmint to a race up Green Tree Road. That's in Quitman County, so neutral territory. It was to be a one-mile contest with the loser having to buy a beer for the winner once we'd returned from Southeast Asia. For Cotswold, he'd been called up as well. What's more, with your correspondent feeling his oats, I'd agreed to drive the C-10 myself once we'd uh, borrowed it from rights. Came the big day, Cotswold and I, we gunned our engines side by side at the starting line. I came here to take you down. Is what I should have said, but instead I just sat quietly at the wheel, the mighty truck vibrating beneath me. Vibrating even as we waited for the race to commence. My best friend Davis McClyde standing betwixt us. In his raised hand he held a handkerchief, the dropping of which would signal the start of this mighty battle. A mighty fine pal, that Davis, though I don't know why he chose to wear a lady's bikini for the occasion. It's tradition for a beauty to do the honors, he said, to my confusion. Anyway, the second, the scintilla second, that he opened the thumb and forefinger of his left hand to let loose that hanky, Cotswold and I, we blasted out of there, kicking up dirt and tearing up gears. 50, 60, 70 miles an hour, 75, 80, that old boy and I, we were going like just each robbed a bank. The Chevy and the Dodge, they were neck and neck as the scenery flew by, for if I had the supercharged power, Cotswold had the skill, and I will give him that. Now, allow me to pause at this point in my story that I might offer some helpful instruction. If you're choosing a road for a drag race, especially one where two pickups are going to be barreling along at somewhere around 90 mph, don't pick one where there's a hairpin turn about a quarter mile up the way, because we did, and frankly, that wasn't overly smart. I will say that after the inevitable crash, we each had one of those newfangled hybrid trucks, i.e. the vehicles were so twisted together they were now fused into a half-Dodge, half-Chevy, a Devy, if you will. Anywho, a couple months after we got out of the hospital, Cotswold and I, we reported for our army physicals, and lordy, to my eternal frustration, I failed. As did Cotswold, by the way, for my busted-up hand resulted in permanent stiffness that would have impinged upon my ability to pull a trigger. Cotswold's smashed-up leg gave him a slight but permanent limp. As we were leaving the induction center, I says to him, I says, Sad outcome, and all for a race we both of us lost. But he just smiled and said, No, you moron, that was a race we both won. I still don't get what he meant, but then I was never the philosophical type. Anyway, the folks in F9 can drive far better than I ever could, and the action in this movie is just first-rate. Though it so happens that our heroes practically level the cities of Edinburgh and Tbilisi, easily causing millions of dollars in property damage. So if Vin Diesel's driving past and you're an innocent bystander, you best duck under a table and call your insurance company because you're about to take a big financial hit. This is my world. I guess so. The rest of us just live in it and lose all our earthly possessions to your wild driving adventures. They even launch a car into space in this movie, so you Martians out there had better be on your toes as well. And while I can't complain about the daring do, I wish the story were a bit more innovative. It's very special. Not even close. I mean, another device for world domination? Surprise. You think? No, this is like the third or fourth of these Fast and Furious movies to hinge on that plot line. 
And aren't there, you know, police to take care of these things? I know you've been training all your life for this, Sergeant Smith, but a deadly world-destroying doohickey has been stolen, and we're counting on an amateur team of reckless drivers to save us. Save us all. Now, let's get to work. And write up some parking tickets. Anyway, I guess I'll fetch about that till the next sequel comes out with the exact same plot, and then I'll go see that one too. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film Boss Baby Family Business. Doesn't this infant have somebody to keep an eye on him, a mama or an au pair? Sounds like a call to child services is in order, don't you think? Oh, well, never mind. Just play me out, Zeke. (laughs) 